When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. For over 10 years, VOC Nation has taken listeners behind the scenes of the greatest moments in pro wrestling history. Our hosts are not only experts on the business, but have lived in the business. Subscribe and hear weekly podcasts from hosts like legendary pro wrestling journalist Bill After, former Impact Wrestling star Wes Briscoe, former WWE and AWA broadcaster Ken Resnick, former WWE and TNA star Shelly Martinez, former WCW star The Maestro, NWA legend, the Raging Bull, Manny Fernandez, and much more. VOC Nation programming is free on most major podcasting apps, including iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and Radio.com. And video podcasts and bonus content is available on Patreon for as low as $3 a month. What are you waiting for? Head to VOCNation.com and dig into the most comprehensive podcast network built for pro wrestling fans. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at VOC Nation Wrestling Network and follow us on Twitter at VOC Nation. Thank you for joining another edition of Bumps and Thumps, the talk of wrestling. I'm Brian Ferguson. My guest today was in the pro wrestling business for 35 years. He is considered and remembered for being a tag team specialist. And his signature move was the spinning toehold and, if I remember correctly, the flying elbow. I did use it. All right. All right. He has teamed with wrestling greats such as Mike George, his brother Ted Oates, and Ron Garvin, to name a few. Some of his tag team championships include the NWA World Tag Team Championship, the NWA Georgia Tag Team Championship, and the National Tag Team Championship. He's also held numerous singles titles, including the NWA North America title and the NWA Pacific Northwest title. Ladies and gentlemen, it is my honor and pleasure to introduce Mr. Jerry Oates. Jerry, thank you for taking time out of your schedule to be on Bumps and Thumps. Well, it's an honor to be here. All right, sir. Well, thank you again for coming on. And we talked a little bit before we came on, and I asked you a question about you had two partners in particular that were named Oates, Ted and Marty. And I asked you, are they your brothers? And your answer was, sir? Go ahead. Uh, Ted Oates is my real brother, and Marty is not. Marty is not. He was a fill-in. Yes. <laughs> so tell us about how Marty kind of came onto the picture for you, because I saw a match with you two, uh, I believe it was in Texas. Or, uh, I, or in Central States, I can't remember right now. but Yeah, guys, uh, we went to uh, – I took him to St. Louis with me okay. uh, 
Larry Manizak was running, uh, promoting in St. Louis and I had wrestling St. Louis, you know, for quite a while. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so had my brother and they wanted, uh, my brother Ted and I to come to St. Louis. And, uh, he was unavailable at the time. And okay. so I told, uh, Larry Manizak, who passed away not too long ago, which I hate to hear, yeah. uh, that I could bring a, a guy that I had trained. And his name was Marty Gennetti. So he said, yeah, that's fine. So I took him out there as my kid brother, Marty Oates. And that's, that's how that, that went. We're going to talk about Marty Gennetti a little bit later, but I didn't know, I didn't really pay attention to the YouTube yes. video to see if that was Marty Gennetti. That is interesting. That's Marty Gennetti. Well, that's, that's very interesting. All right. All right. Well, let's talk about, Growing up, you're from Georgia, uh, Columbus, Columbus, Georgia, Georgia. area. Uh, can we talk a little bit about uh, your childhood, how you were raised, getting into wrestling? So what's, sure. Let's talk about that. Growing up in Georgia, tell us about that with your brothers. Well, I was four years older than my brother, and uh, my first real love was baseball. Okay. And when I was uh, – 12 years old, I was almost 13. I got, uh, I got very sick. I had a, a serious kidney infection. Mm. And so that was a horrible time in my life. You know, that's when you're growing and getting bigger and stronger. Yeah. So I had to go on this very, very strict diet. I, uh, I was bedridden for seven weeks. Oh. I, I, I could only for like the first two weeks eat. Two pieces of dry toast and have some water. I mean, really, this, this is how it went. Wow. And I just shriveled up and so I eventually beat the, the serious infection I had. It was called nephritis and I had never heard of it. So they, they, the doctor claimed that I was run down. I was, uh, playing baseball and softball for two different teams. And I, I a lot of days I played two games a day. Oh, wow. And then I went on to, uh, junior high after that and started playing football and then I got a cold and they said it settled in my kidney. So I, I, I beat that, but I couldn't run or do any kind of exercise for over a year. And so I tried to play baseball after the time was up and I was so weak and I couldn't do all the running. And the manager told me, he said, if you can't do, if you can't run like everybody else, you know, I'm going to have to let you go. So he let me go and oh, my baseball wow. was done. So my sister had married a wrestler, a professional wrestler named Dick Steinborn. And uh, while I was sick, that's all I did was watch wrestling. We Back then, we got wrestling out of Chicago at, okay. from the amphitheater out in Chicago. And I'd watch that and watch that. And I said, God, I'd love to do that. You know, and my sister's married to a wrestler. And I got more and more involved when I got in high school. I, I got on the wrestling team. and. I started working out, lifting weights, and and so they went from there. It's interesting because I watched some YouTube videos of you uh, before the podcast here, and you're a big guy. Uh, you know, you don't people don't realize because now you know everybody's a bodybuilder, looking shape and stuff. But your size, I mean, when you go look up at those other wrestlers, you are a big guy. Yeah, a lot of people, I, I don't look that big. I didn't look that big on TV. I mean, no. I, I always kept my weight. I tried to keep my weight 
where I felt I was the most comfortable doing what I was doing. Yeah. A lot of people see me in person. God, you're bigger than I thought you were, you know, but I, yeah. I, I mean, I wasn't a monster, you know, I wasn't, you know, I didn't have 21 inch arms or 22 inch arms, but you know, I always try to keep myself in, in shape. Right. Because, you know, that was my thing. I was always in shape. Very good cardio. Uh, uh, my brother and I, we, we, we patented ourselves on, we, not every night, but a lot of nights we would fast tag. Mm-hmm. All yeah. night, fast tag, fast tag, you know, and, and you got to have some air getting in and out of that rope, plus what you're doing inside the ring. So, yeah. you know, I, I always prided myself that I was in shape. If I had to wrestle for an hour, no problem. Yeah. No. I, no, I, I, I noticed that, that you uh, you were always in tip-top shape, and uh, you and your brother both. Uh, when you got started, so who who trained you to become a professional wrestler? My brother-in-law, Dick Steinborn. Dick Steinborn, okay. I moved from uh, Columbus to Orlando. That's where uh, he and my sister were living, and uh, I know they were home for Christmas. And uh, I told him, I said, I want I want you to train me to wrestle. He said, really? And uh, I said, yeah. He said, well, how's that going to work? I'm in Orlando, and you're in Columbus. Well, three months later, I was in Orlando. Yeah, wow. And uh, so I, it, it was hard getting into wrestling back then. I started, yeah. I actually started, I had my first match in March of 1970. Mm-hmm. And it was hard to get in then, you know, it was, it was really protected. It was really guarded. Yeah. You know, a lot of people thought they wanted to do it. And, you know, everybody just thinks they can do what somebody else does. Yeah. So I was down there for about three months, three or four months. And uh, I was going to the gym every day. His dad who used to be a wrestler also, Milo Steinborn, he owned a gym in Orlando mm-hmm. and I was working out and working out. So I finally asked him, I said, uh, Hey, I said, when you can start training me, you know what his answer was <laughs> when I'm ready and he was ready. So it, I think, uh, I respect that. I look, you know, after I got in, in the, in the sport, I look back and I think he wanted to see if I really wanted to do it. Yeah. You know, you know, he didn't want to take the time and the effort to train me. Mm-hmm. And then I said, no, nah, I don't want to do this. Cause that, you know, once you start, it's not what you think. Yeah. It's, it's not what, and, and he started me out on mats, not in a ring on mats. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you get body slammed on a mat on a concrete floor. I mean, that's pretty yeah. brutal. So that, that's how, that's how I got started. Yeah. And, 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 uh, I was blessed to have gotten started in Florida because it was such a wrestling area, you know, and yeah. the talent was unbelievable. Jack Briscoe was there. Uh, Bob Root was there. He had just come out of the Olympics and, and, and the talent was just unbelievable. Ronnie Garvin was there. Jose Lothario was there. Hiro Matsuda was there. Dale Lewis was there. I mean, a lot of guys had been around and, you know, yeah. if you went to Florida, you had to produce, and I was lucky to have started in Florida, well, surrounded by all this great talent. That's yeah. when Murdoch. That's the first time I met Murdoch and Rhodes. They had come in from Detroit. They'd been up in the area for the Sheik, and that's the first time I met them. And that's kind of how I got started. Wow, that's a lot of legends you just named off that you were yeah, around. I mean, a lot of people don't remember. I've never heard of them. But I mean, oh, I Wahoo I was there. Uh, it was. It was just unbelievable because yeah. all the wrestlers, especially in the summertime, 
when their kids was out of school, mm-hmm. wanted to go to Florida, yeah. you know, vacation for three yeah. months. Yeah. And, and talent from all over was there. And even in the winter, a lot of them came out of, you know, from the north. Yeah. To get out of that cold. So year round, the talent was just, you know, Rene Goulet was there. I mean, I could, I could go on and on who all yeah. was there. It was just, it was just unbelievable. It was a hot spot. It was a hot spot. And yeah. I, I was fortunate to have started down there. Was there anybody, when you were being trained uh, by your brother in law, uh, was there anybody in your class that, Went on like yourself uh, to be a well-known. Wrestler. I was the only student. Oh, you were the one-on-one. I was one-on-one. All you right. know, there weren't wrestling schools back then. You know, right? And, and I hear of wrestling schools today, and I I, I had a gym here in Columbus for twenty-five years, and mm-hmm. and uh. That's when I came off the road full time in 1979. But I did as much wrestling mm-hmm. when I got off the road as I did almost the time I was full time on the road. But yeah. I, in my gym, you know, I was still wrestling. I was on TBS and uh, I was on live TV here in Columbus on Saturdays wrestling. And those guys said, man, I want to do that. I want to do that. And I'm, well, so I, I, you know, I would tell them, you know, I, I, I can teach you to wrestle, but I can't teach you timing. I can't teach you coordination. If yeah. you don't have that, you don't have it, whatever right. it is, you know, either yeah. you got it or you don't. Right. And, and I, I trained some really good guys and some guys did it for a while. That this isn't for me, you know, right. There's so much, you just can't tell them everything. The, the trips, you know, and yeah. you're not going to stay here in Columbus, Georgia and wrestle forever. That's not yeah. going to happen. Yeah. You know, it's not, you know, you got, you got a weekly job here, you know, that it don't work like that. Yeah. And it, it's so much to it. But yeah. I wanted to travel. I wanted to go other places. I didn't want to do what everybody else did. I did, I did not want to do what all the people I graduated from school did. They, they got out of school. A lot of them went to college. A lot of us didn't. I didn't go to college. Okay. Uh, uh, they, uh, some of them stayed in Columbus forever and never went anywhere. I, I knew that I did not want to do that. Yeah. I, I did not want to do that. I wanted to travel. Yeah. And the traveling never bothered me, ever. I was going to bring that up next uh, about your travel experiences uh, from one car to another. I've talked to people that they talk, you know, if they're going from, let's say, Columbus to, I don't know, somewhere in Alabama or something or maybe South Carolina, and they just, they the road trips, they get the knowledge, they get some experience. If they ride with an experienced wrestler, they talk about some of that stuff. Did you ever – I mean, was there any particular time when you were on the road and you had a great experience with somebody or on a trip? Uh, That's interesting. You know, when my brother and I traveled together, you know, we were here in, excuse me, we were here in Georgia together. Mm -hmm. Uh, We were in Alabama together. And really, that's the only places we were. And we were in the Carolinas together. Okay. When we traveled together, just us in the car, all we talked about is what we were going to try to do tonight. Right. It may come up. It may not. Uh, we we want to try some new move or it was like, and then he started 
uh, like a couple of years behind me and my brother-in-law and I helped my brother-in-law a little bit training, but my brother-in-law, you know, he, he's the one that really trained him. Right. And we, we wrestled pretty much alike. I was a little bit taller than he was, but my brother, he was super talented. He, he yeah. was super talented and a very good wrestler. And, and we did well together, but mm-hmm. on a trip with just other guys, you know, they talk junk, you know, and, but we, we yeah. talked about what we was doing because I mean, I can only speak for me that for the yeah. love that I had for it. Yeah. I mean, that's how I made my living. Yeah. That's what I wanted to do. Yeah. I never complained about the trips and I was in some territories that had some long trips. Yeah. But I knew that was part of it yeah. because early on I would travel with my brother-in-law, you know, mm-hmm. when the, he was here in Georgia and he wouldn't be here long. Then they go back to Florida, but I said, God, you're somewhere different every night. This is unbelievable. You know, it's not like going to work and coming be be home at five. You know, yeah, you might get home at five in the morning in some places, but but <laughs> it, it was it was it was it was interesting. And, but just uh, a lot of ro- road trips, a lot of a lot of guys, you know, riding with Dusty and Murdoch and Cox and different ones, uh, Jesse Ventura, uh, Ricky Hunter. Uh, yeah. Johnny Eagles, uh, in the Carolinas, Abe Jacobs, just guys that, you know, and there were guys, you met guys from all over the world. Yeah. New Zealand, Australia, Japan, Germany, France, you know, England. It was just, it, it was the greatest education that you, you can't, you can't buy that kind of schooling, you know, yeah. that's, it's just, you learn it. It's just, yeah. but, but a lot of guys, I know a lot of guys got in the business, stayed a year or two, and they said, this isn't for me, you know. Their wives were complaining, we got kids and this and this. But, you know, military, this military kids, they move around the world. Yeah. You know, it's, it's what's normal and natural to you. Yeah. I was in the military for 26 years. and There's no need to talk to you about it then. Yeah, we moved around a lot. But my kids are better for it. I think they're smarter. Yep. They are around different people from different places. Yep. You know, I, I think it's great. Yep. I, I think it's great. Yeah. I was born and raised in Rice Lake, Wisconsin, and we went on vacation every summer, but, you know, we didn't go anywhere, I mean, too far. Uh, and the military was a, like you, like for you, it was just a eye opener. And it was, you know, I enjoyed it. So I understand that part of it. You bet. So, uh, the, the, I think, I think. One of the uh, biggest thrills in my life, I started in 1970, mm-hmm. and in 1972. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. I went to Japan for the first time. Hadn't even been wrestling two years. Wow. A little over a year and a half. That was unheard of. Yeah. But my brother-in-law got me booked over there, you know. Yeah. And I'll never forget... The uh, the night we landed, 
I checked into the hotel, put my bags up, and then I went out on the street. And I was walking down the street in Tokyo, Japan. Now, here's a guy from Columbus, Georgia, had all these fantasies and dreams. And I hadn't even been doing this two years. And I'm walking down the street in Tokyo, Japan, looking at all the neon signs, the gorgeous buildings. And yeah, I couldn't believe it. You know, it was yeah. just that that's what I wanted to do. Yeah. Well, that's, that's, uh, yeah, an awe moment, right? You're like, I, in Japan, you, you think as a kid, you'd never probably uh, go to Japan or something. Uh, like I, I mean, you know, a lot of people save up my lifetime to go on a vacation like that. Yeah. I was paid to do it. Yeah. I got a round trip ticket before I left. Hotels were paid for. You know, everything was paid for. Except for food. We had to buy our own food, of course, but yeah. they put you in unbelievable, beautiful hotels and, they yeah. took care of all the travel when you was there. You ride on the bullet train. You do this. You ride on ships. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's just, it was just, and I went many, many times. Yeah. And, I, and I miss it today. I'd love to go back one more time. Yeah. Yeah, I I, I haven't been to Japan, but I've been around uh, a few other places. And, you know, it's 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 very interesting when you hit a different culture. And uh, it, it, It's it, it, yeah. People don't, you know, people don't think about that. Yeah. You know, how other people in different parts of the world live and mm-hmm. it's, you know, yeah. But Japan, I love that the people were so kind and they were honest and yeah. trustworthy and whatever the Japanese officers said they was going to do, that's what they did. You didn't worry about at the end yeah. of the tour about your money or nothing, you know, your yeah. money was going to be there, you know, they, yeah. you know, the, we were like movie stars, all not just me. All wrestlers over there were like movie stars, you know. Yeah. You, you, when you land uh, in Japan, the uh, reporters are there, the magazines are there. They're snapping pictures and taking pictures, and you know they know when you're coming. Yeah. And it, it's it, I mean, it's a thrill. It really is. Yeah. It's not an ego thing. It's just like. Well, I didn't know this come with it, you know. Yeah, <laughs> feel like a rock star, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, they're waiting on you when you come out of the hotels in the morning. You know, the kids are wanting your autograph, and they follow you to eat. And it's just like, I didn't know this was part of it. Yeah, but it, it was, uh, it was, it was a wonderful life to me. You know. Yeah. Yeah, that's. It sounds like you really enjoyed it. I mean, I loved every minute yeah. of it. And there's another day goes by, I don't yeah. wish I could do it again. Yeah. That's you good. Know, but, That's good to know. Yeah. That's, well, you know, some guys, they knocked it in this. and yeah, yeah, yeah. Always complaining and moaning about this promoter or that promoter, about this payoff or that payoff. You can leave. Yeah. You can quit. Yeah. You know, but, of course, in my heyday, we made real good money. Yeah. But nothing like they make today. No. No, you know it's like Mickey Mantle. The most he ever made was one hundred twenty-five thousand a year. They make that a game now. Yeah, you know it's yeah. just, I, I, you know, I was the head of the wheel going showing up around. But yeah, but that's okay. I don't begrudge yeah. any of them. Yeah, but, you know, like you know they, yeah, they, they they earn it. They earn it. No, I I say that you're the seventies guys in the sixties, seventies. And 80s and even part of the early 90s really paved the way for these wrestlers, female, male and female of today. Oh, absolutely. I mean, absolutely. If you would have, if you would have made even half 
of what like a WWE superstar makes today a year, I mean, you would have been the hottest thing going. I mean, oh, you, you, I mean, it, you know, even though the money we made was just unbelievable. Yeah. For the time. Yeah. But yeah. you know, I know when I started wrestling in Florida in 1970, you know what gas was? <laughs> 19 cents a gallon. They had gas wars all the time. When they went to a quarter, everybody's raising sand, you know. But it's 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 the time, it's the place, it's the yep. era. You know? Yep. You yeah, know, things know. change, you know. The wrestling the wrestling that I knew and did and loved and grew up watching mm-hmm. and then I got to be a part of it. Yeah. That don't exist anymore. I want to talk about that in a little bit too, about your, how, how you feel about that. But I want to talk about next, if we could, uh, was there any particular wrestler or team that you ever wrestled that you just had that, that chemistry with that it factor? Like you knew it was just going to go just great and no, no issues. I I can't believe you asked that question because. If anybody asked me what was the best match I ever had, yeah, uh, the, the, I like to think I had a lot of good matches. I'm not saying every match I ever had was good. Nobody can say that, you know. Right. It, it takes three in there: yourself, yeah. your opponent, and a referee. It, yes, it's you know it's it's, but it's not a, a team thing. You you, you got to do your thing. And I was right. I was I felt like I was gifted enough. I could always take my talents and adjust to whoever I was wrestling. Mm-hmm. You take some wrestling, somebody, uh, you know who Ox Baker was. Yeah, the heart punch guy. Yeah, Ox I know he was. like wrestling the normal guy. Yeah. Ox could only do so much. Yeah. And he was big. So yeah. you have to, you have to adjust yourself to his size and his limitations to have a good match, you know, instead of, yeah. and, and I, I felt like I was blessed and I could do that. Uh, but the, I would say the best match I ever had, it involved myself and my brother mm-hmm. and happened in Kansas City, Kansas. We wrestled, uh, Terry and Tommy Martin. Okay. They were from, uh, Nova Scotia. They promoted up there, up in Canada. Mm-hmm. And, uh, their real names were Cormier, but they, they wrestled as the Martin brothers and they had a, they had another brother that wrestled in the Carolinas named Rudy Kay. I don't know if you ever heard that name. I, I have not, no, but that's okay. okay. So they they booked us together. They they were in the territory a little little while there, and they so they put us together uh-huh. in a match in Kansas City. And all the guys were saying, "We can't wait to see the four of y'all in there." Because they, they, I mean, they were good. I mean, they they were excellent. Yeah, and so. Did you know everybody on that card that night stayed and watched that match? That match went one solid hour, tag match. Wow. It was the most unbelievable match I've ever been in. Jesse Ventura stayed to watch it. Pat O'Connor watched it. Bob Geiger watched it. Everybody on the card stayed and watched it. And that's unusual for guys to watch other guys wrestle. But they wanted to see what we could do. And then we wrestled them again the next night for another hour in St. Joe, Missouri. An hour. In a tag match. I mean, that's and, and yeah. We we it, that was the best match I've ever been in. Wow, that's and interesting. I, and I had a, I, I felt like a 
I'm not going to say great matches, but I, I had a lot of good matches. You know, I wrestled. Oh yeah. Briscoe, I wrestled Harley. Uh, you know, I wrestled a lot of different world champions that not necessarily, I wrestled both of the funks. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, but I had real good matches with Harley. Had good matches with Jack, you know. Yeah. Uh, I, but that, that match still, I, and I wish it was on tape. I'd love to see it. It may not be as good as I thought it was. No, I mean, an hour, and, it, and it's, else. it's hard to go an hour, even yeah, back then to, to keep the fans eyes on you guys and not get complacent. And for you guys, because you back then it wasn't all scripted out like it is now. I mean back then right. you had and, to... and, 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 and uh my brother and I when it came to what we did for a living wrestling, we never ever, never ever had one minute's problem. We had trouble issues outside the ring. Mm-hmm. You know, uh family issues. Uh yeah. Like brothers would, you know. Yeah. I mean, we always we always get along, but there was just some things that we just didn't get along with. And yeah. uh, but when it came to, to to what we did for making a living, we always got along. Yeah. I had I had some good partners over the years uh, at different places. I was partners with Snooker for a while in Oregon. I was mm-hmm. partners with Jesse. Uh, I had some different partners. Uh, Mike George. I, I love wrestling with with uh, Mike. Yep. But. You know, we were trained by the same guy. We were brothers and we, we just clicked together, especially in the Carolinas. In mm-hmm. the Carolinas, that used to be a, a tag team territory, Carolinas. Yeah. And so I was in Oregon. I think I'm getting off the path here, but I was in Oregon and, uh, my brother called me and said, uh, you want to come to Charlotte? I said, George Scott wants you to come to Charlotte. I said, God, I, I've only been out here six months. You know, went all the way across the country. Yeah. As far as you can go. I said, I don't know. Let me think about it. So, ah, he wants us here. He's going to team us up. And, but, uh, and so I, I told him and I started in three weeks, but we, we always got along. I mean, if we was in, let's say five tag matches in one week mm-hmm. and I, and I took the fall in five of them, he didn't get mad. Yeah. You know, I had a, I had an opportunity to take that fall or, or that match, you know, mm-hmm. or he could do it. We didn't care. Yeah. As long as we did what we were supposed to do. Yeah. And do our best. Yeah. There was never any jealousy in the ring at all. Yeah. Never. Well, you know, some guys don't get along, you know. Oh yeah. Oh, you stayed in the ring too long or you trying to hog the thing. None of that. None of that. You hear a lot of teams that, you know, not a lot, I shouldn't say that. A few teams in the ring, they're great, but outside the ring, they can't stand each other. As soon yeah. as they walk yeah. off the apron and go back in the back. The, yeah, the Scott brothers was like that, uh, George and Sandy. They wouldn't even ride together <laughs> back in the day. Yeah. But, uh, and and, and the, the reason I didn't like being committed as a, a tag team wrestler mm-hmm. Because there was an issue with my brother and I one time about that. Mm-hmm. And he cost us a lot of money. Mm-hmm. If, if we're committed as a tag team and one decides to leave, well, that puts you in a, whether it's me or you, you and I are partners for years. And all of a sudden I say, Hey, Brian, I'm out of here. What? <laughs> what do you mean you're out of here? 
you, now you're in a spot. Not yeah. the, just you or I'd be in a spot if you left me. You know, yeah. well, you know, we really want to tag team the people like or hate or whatever. Mm-hmm. So you're depending on another person. Yeah. And I never like depending on anybody like that. Yeah. You know, so I know when I was in Louisiana, I mean, it was just a tag matches, but I, I was a single wrestler out there and I, and I loved it. And I, and I did a lot of single wrestling in uh, Kansas City. A lot of it was tag team, of course. But Yeah. But, uh, you know, you're going to get caught up in that no matter who who you are or what territory you went to back in the day. Yeah. But uh, I preferred if I didn't wrestle uh, as a tag tag team with my brother, I, I'd rather be totally single. Yeah. That's just me. That's just, hey, that's okay. Uh, I want to talk about you guys, you and your brothers, Mr. High, Mr. Low. Where did that, where did that come from? Well, we stole it. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> when my, when my, uh, my brother in law, well, we wasn't even in wrestling. This was in like 61 or 2. They were, uh, they were in Minneapolis together. Okay. And uh, they went to Mr. High and Mr. Low. Doug would sit on the uh, top rope, and uh, Dickie would sit on the second rope. Ah, and we'd get programs. My sister would send pro- programs home that she, with pictures. With it. She said, "God, that's cool," you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, I told my brother, I said, "We gonna do that." He said, "Why?" I said, "Well, I'm taller than you, and I'll sit on top or something." <laughs> he didn't think that was funny, but, but yeah, that's, we, we we got that from them. Yeah, it worked. I mean, uh, I mean, I, yeah. I was watching. I was like, Mr. High, Mr. Low, and there you two are in the corner. You're up on the top row, uh, top. Uh, yeah. Uh, turnbuckle. Turnbuckle, and he's on the lower or middle one. I don't remember now, but yeah, yeah it was pretty neat. Yeah, that was interesting. I was like, oh, I'll have to ask him about that. Yeah, we saw that. Well, that's that's okay. Let me ask you this. I know you work mainly in. The NWA. Did you ever work in, in New York, WWE, or up in Minneapolis, Never. AWA? No, I had a chance to go. I had a chance to go uh, in 19, when was it, 85? Maybe a little later, I was, uh, Pat Patterson called me. Okay. And he said, I told, I talked to Jesse Ventura because he was up there. I said, Hey, Jesse, I'd like to come to New York. He said, Man, you don't want to come up here. <laughs> I, we, we were there when he started in Kansas City. You know, yeah. he came in from Minneapolis, yeah. green as grass. And yeah. We took him under our wing. He traveled with us. And, you know, he didn't have any money and yeah. we didn't charge him trans. And we just took a liking to him, you know. And yeah. So he, he, uh, he said, Man, you don't want to come up here. I said, Yeah, I'd like to come up here for a while. Now I've got my gym, you know, my, I had my gym here in Columbus. And, yeah. And uh so he said, All right, I'll talk to him. So about two weeks later, Pat Patterson called me on Friday. And uh he said, Hey, this is Jerry. I said, Yeah, I'd met Pat before, once before. Mm-hmm. I said, Yeah, he said, This is Pat Patterson. I said, Hey Pat, how you doing? He said, Understand you want to come up here? He said, I said, Yeah, I I'd like to come up there, you know. I really would. He said, I got you booked in Detroit tonight. This is like eleven <laughs> o'clock in the morning on a Friday. I said, I said, Pat, I said, tonight? Yeah, he, he said, I got your bookings from there on. They already had me a booking sheet and everything. I said, oh, my God. I said, Pat, 
I want to come, but I cannot come today. I said, I've got to, I put on a bodybuilding show every year, you know, and it takes months to put that together every year. Mm-hmm. I said, I got a bodybuilding show next week. And they said, there's no way I, I can come up and be gone four or five days straight. He said, well, he said, uh, I'll call, I'll call you, you know, I said, listen, don't forget me, but I never heard back. And I didn't call, you know. Yeah. But I was still doing a lot of wrestling around here. I was still going back and forth to Kansas City. Yeah. I was going to Florida some. I was going to, uh, I went to Dallas some. Uh, I was going to, to Detroit some for the Sheik. So, and I, and I was wrestling around here. So I, I was staying busy. Yeah. You know, but yeah. I could, I could, I couldn't be gone no four or five weeks at a, at a time, you know. Yeah. I just, yeah. I didn't want to anymore, you know. Yeah. And, and I look back and I'm glad I didn't, you know. Yeah. Because yeah. a lot of stuff happened to those guys, you know. Yeah. They, uh, I don't know. So yeah. it worked out good, you know. Yeah. I, 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 I'm not trying to overspill milk. Uh, that was my decision not to go. Yeah. And uh, I didn't pursue it after that week was up, and so uh, I, I'm content. And I was still going to Japan, you know. So I was doing good. I was doing good. Yeah. How about big card events? Were you in uh, anything? I know. Uh, like Texas, they had that uh, David Von Erich Memorial Parade and Champions. Did you ever involve in any of that kind of stuff, or, or no? No, I wrestled for Fritz, but I wasn't going to do too much for Fritz after I left there. Okay, I got a raw deal there, so okay, man. <laughs> All right, uh, I do remember though uh, when you and Ronnie Garvin. Beat the Road Warriors. Right, right here in Columbus. Right, and that was for those national tag team titles. And what was that? I've heard those guys are, were pretty, you know, as far as stiff and rugged. Were they were they good guys? Well, they were they were pretty green, you know. Yeah. Uh, Jake Roberts was doing the booking, and uh, he called me. He said, uh, hey, he said, uh, where are you wrestling? And I said, just here and there. He said, you 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 want to wrestle again pretty regular around here? Well, I'm home. Heck yeah, you know. Yeah. I said, yeah. He said, all right, in, in uh, two weeks, he said, you go be in Columbus. Uh, I'm going to put you in Columbus. I said, okay. I'm going to hit my hometown right here. Yeah. So I'm watching TV, and it said, uh, Ronnie Garvin and Jerry Elsa uh, will face the Road Warriors on Wednesday night. The Road Warriors. I really wasn't watching them, what, what, watching wrestling too much. Yeah. So I had never seen them. Mm-hmm. So we get down to the auditorium, and it's a heck of a house. I mean, it's yeah. a heck of a house. Oh, yeah. And so uh, we get in the ring. Garvin said, you ever seen him? I said, no. He said, you in for a treat. They come out of that dressing room. I'm like, good gosh almighty. You know, yeah. they, they, they were huge. Yeah. And we beat them. And then they booked a return the next week. Well, Anybody and everybody that worked out in my gym was down there. We coming down there, watch y'all get stomped. <laughs> the, the place was packed. Yeah. Packed. And we beat those road warriors. That place come unglued. They went crazy. But they, they were, they were green. They, they, but yeah. I'm out. We didn't have any problem with them, you know. Good. Yeah. I mean, I've, so there again, you have to adjust yourself yeah. to these big, strong, powerful guys yeah. that are green as grass that could get you upside down and walk out from under you, you know, and yeah. 
only God in heaven knows what would happen to you. So, I mean, I always, I was taught to, if I'm wrestling you, I'm going to protect you. I'm not going to drop you on your head, you right. know, straight down and paralyze you. Or right. I'm not going to say I never busted anybody's lip or nothing like that. But right. to just be reckless and careless, yeah. that wasn't me. Yeah. But but then when you know you're in there with somebody like that and they are green, then you protect yourself. Right. You know, I'm not going to get in that position. Okay, how strong you are. I'm not getting in that position. Yeah. I don't blame you. I mean, you wrestled for 35, you know, you were in the business for 35 years. And Well, I, I actually, I wrestled, I started in 70 and had my last match in 2010. I wrestled in five decades. Oh, well, there you go. See? I wanted to do... When I wrestled in 2010, I'm thinking, you know, I was 62. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking, I, I got to do this, you know, mm-hmm. I got to do it. So they, they they put a match together with my brother and I, and my son was involved in the match. Yeah. It was in it was in the it was what 50 years later. I started in 70, I figured it was five decades and I, it was in March and, and I started in the 70 of March and I had my last match 2010 in March. In March. Wow. But my knees already shot. I'd had, uh, I'd already had five knee surgeries and, and two years after that match in 2012, I had both of them replaced. Oh, wow. And then I had my shoulder replaced, uh, a little over two years ago. So, but uh, it's a it's a rough business. I know that. Yeah, I mean, you know, it, it's the wear and tear, and yeah. uh, you know, when uh, you're you're out there, you're 26, 27, 28, 29, 30, you think you're bulletproof, but it's the accumulation mm-hmm. of doing it night after night after night after night after night. You know, you're wearing those joints out, and mm-hmm. but uh, I do it again. Yeah. That's good. That's good. I would do it again. Let's talk about Marty Janetti. You did you train him? Is that how I understand? Yes, I trained him. Is there? Uh, are you still in contact with him? Do you talk to him? Or? No, I don't talk to him. Okay, not anymore. Okay. He he uh, he hounded me to death. Now he was a fantastic amateur wrestler here in Columbus. Mm-hmm. I mean, he beat everybody all over the state. He was he was fantastic. Yeah. Well, the biggest guy, but he, he, he could wrestle, you know, he, 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 he could take care of himself. And, yeah. uh, so, uh, he wanted me to train him. So I trained him and I don't know, three or four others at a time mm-hmm. at the time. And, uh, he, he, and I know every night when we'd close the gym, he would hound me. Let's, let's go back there and work out. Let's, Marty, I've been in this gym for 12 hours today, man. <laughs> I want to go home. Come on, just come back in. To show me how to get in this hole to get out of it. Blah 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 blah. You know, I mean, he really wanted to do it. And then, and then the rest is history. I mean, he he made so much money up there. I mean, but yeah, I don't know if you know all of it, but he, I know the first night that him and Shawn Michaels were in New York, they got fired. You know, they trash hotels and just you know, party, 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 and. Yeah, you know, they they didn't look at it as a business. Yeah. You know, this is the way you make your living. This is the way these men 
that promotes you and invests money in you and having you on TV and it's a business. Yeah. They take it as high school. Yeah. But it's not, you know? Yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, he, he was talented. He was talented. Yeah. And I, I hate, hated to see him mess his career up. Yeah. I'll just kind of leave it at that. Yeah. Yeah. Totally understand. Yeah, I mean, I enjoyed him when I was a kid. Uh, when he was in the AWA out of Minneapolis, him and yeah. uh, the Rockers. They did well up there. They did well up there. Yeah, they did the Midnight Rockers. They were they were on fire. Went to New and York. They, him and John did good in uh, New York, but yeah, you know, there was I know animosity on whose part, or jealousy on whose part, or yeah, I, I, you know. He would tell me some things and then go in one ear out there, other because you know yeah. this is your time. You know I had my time, right? But but I always tried to, uh, no matter what situation I was put in, no matter where I was wrestling, there's a boss. There's a boss. Yep. And as long as you as long as you do what you're asked mm-hmm. to do, be on time. Don't be late. Don't show up drunk. Yeah. You know, now it's, don't be snorting stuff before you show up now, but yeah. Or shooting up stuff now, but yeah. Whatever, you know, but, uh, it, and you know, that's, that's how I made my living and I wouldn't yeah. mess that up. Yeah. Because I love what I was doing yeah. to begin with. Yeah. You know, I don't know if guys get in, it's a game to them or, you know, there's, there's a lot of perks that go with being in that business. You know, it just is. I mean, yeah. that's just the way it is. You're on TV and you're this and that and, yeah. you know, yeah. but you don't abuse that. I mean, I never did. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of people that, uh, they get, uh, I guess lost or over, I don't know how you say it, overwhelmed. I uh, guess. By it. Well, if you're, you know, some people just, Aren't don't have the I don't want to say maturity, but I guess maturity. Well, that's to, what to, it is, and, and you know, and, and our thing was, was a lot of guys. I don't care whether you are a race car driver or a football player or a professional wrestler or a boxer or a hockey player. Mm-hmm. You know, if we got a lot of publicity back then, you know. Yep. And you if you start believing your own publicity, you're in trouble. Yeah. Yeah, that's you know. a good point. Oh, I'm this, I'm that. Yeah. Well, to them, you, to them you are. To us, you're not. You know? <laughs> you know? It's just that simple. Oh. You know? Yeah. All right, uh, a couple more questions. Uh, one, were you ever a heel? Because uh, I've watched a bunch of matches with you, and I always see you shaking their hand or trying to shake their hand. Or I've never seen you, at least on the videos I saw, uh, be a heel. Maybe a match or two, you know, if I went in somewhere. Yeah. But I didn't. When I was in Louisiana, I tried to get Watts to switch me, Bill Watts. He mm-hmm. said, you're crazy. <laughs> <laughs> that, that really wasn't me. Yeah. That, that, that wasn't me, you know. Okay. And I don't know if I'd have been comfortable with that. I think okay. it, being a heel, yeah. My brother would. <laughs> in fact, we had I wrestled him. Uh, I don't know if you ever saw that match with me, my brother, and uh, 
No, 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 no. It was me and Jerry Lawler and Tommy Rich against my brother and Rip Rogers and Bob Root. We wrestled two Saturdays on TBS. Oh, wow. Six-man tag. Yeah. Wow. But he, he was good. He, he was, even, he, he was better at that than me. I, I, that, that, that never really interests me. It, yeah. I, you know, I asked Watts to do it because I've been there a year and I said, and I wanted to keep staying. I said, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, but it never happened. Yeah. I think it would, uh, I don't know. It might have worked out because sometimes when it you could have, you could you look like the all American guy and you, you turn. It could have been. Yeah. I don't know. You'll never, I guess we'll never know, right? We'll never, not now. We won't. <laughs> All right. Uh, do you watch wrestling at all today or sometimes? I do not. Okay, so I, I won't ask you the question. Okay, so let's not. ask you this. What are you doing now? Uh, right now I'm not doing anything. Just piddling. I, I, I came home. I, I lived in Savannah for 10 years. Uh, uh, I've been back in Columbus uh, probably a year and a half. Okay. I was there for 10 years, and so uh, I moved back home. I wanted to come back home, and uh, somebody offered me a, a deal to do with the gym, and mm-hmm. I wanted to come home, and I stayed up there about, I don't know, close to a year, but yeah. it it wasn't what it was told to me, you know. Gotcha. So, I just, I wasn't gonna have my name kind of attached to something that, cause I had, I, and I'm not bragging and not an ego, but I had a good name here. Yeah. Because yeah. of my wrestling. Yeah. And a, yeah. A, for my gym for 25 years. I mean, mm-hmm. we had every walk of life work out in our gym. Doctors, lawyers, surgeons, plastic surgeons, judges, everybody. I mean, uh, yeah. Just, if you worked out, you worked out at Oaks Gym, you know. Yeah. And, and my name, yeah. Means a lot to me, you know. Oh yeah, and uh, that's all I have is my name, and so I wasn't gonna let it be, you yeah. know, misused. Yeah. So, but I have plans, you know. I have plans, you know. I've always had to have something to look forward to, and I have yeah. something else to look forward to. And well, I've met my lady friend. She's uh, <laughs> she's the love of my life. That's great. That's great. I just celebrated my 18th wedding anniversary yesterday. Well, it was actually yesterday. So we went. Well, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you very much. So we're, I'm truly blessed. I know I am. And, and, uh, yeah. So I understand the, well, the lady. You're, you're, you're blessed. I don't know you. what that's about. I want to tell you one more thing before we get off here. I want to tell you that, in my opinion, you are probably one of the most underrated and underrecognized wrestlers from your era. I'm not saying that because you're on here. I'm saying that because you hear a lot about, like you said, you know a lot of guys, Jesse Ventura, Jack Briscoe, the Funks. You were in that group that paved the way for these wrestlers today. And I, in my opinion, I don't think you get the recognition that you deserve. And I want to tell you, and I want to tell you, that I appreciate what you have done for the business because I watch your matches and I think, you know, this guy and your brother, 
as a team, even when you're an individual, when you're a North American heavyweight champion, you always put in that 100%. You never, you never appeared to be half into it. You're, like you said, you worked and you did the job. And I'm telling you, for me and rest, probably Russell wrestling fans from my generation that are in my age group appreciate you. So I want to tell you that from me. Well, uh, that's probably the biggest compliment I've ever gotten. <laughs> it's the truth. And I want to tell you that. And, uh, you know, what you've done for this business, you've tell with a lot of different people, wrestled all over the world. And I don't think you get the recognition you deserve. And I'm glad you came on here tonight uh, for this. Um, some people I've asked before want money. I can't do that. I'm not. I'm not Joe. I'm not Joe Rogan. I don't have my millions of dollars Spotify deal. Nothing against Joe Rogan. He's a great podcaster, but I'm not at that level. I can't pay a guy x amount of dollars or a woman x amount of dollars to be on here because well uh, not that level. It, to me to me it's a, a honor for what i did for you to have me you know yeah no i i greatly appreciate it on that ladies and gentlemen mr high <laughs> jerry oates Thank you so much for coming on, sir. Sir, I really appreciate it. I know well, the fans. If we won't be on again, just let me know. I will. And folks, I want to. If you're listening or watching, thank you, and subscribe to this podcast. We really appreciate it, and we will talk to you soon. Have a good evening. Hey, this is a Total Package, Lex Luger. You're listening to the VOC Nation. Don't miss out. Since 2018, there's only been one program that brings you artists from around the world, both big and small, brings you the best in local talent, and hosts live events. Rock and Roll Union is all of that and more. With C.T. McManus, the lovely D, and new co-host Psycho Steve Preston, you're sure to get everything you need. So tune in Mondays at 6 p.m. for your one-stop shop for all things rock and roll. Rock and Roll Union, music worth fighting for. Check out In The Room. Every Tuesday night at 9. Listen in. Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks, former WCW star Stro Maestro, Kathy Fitz, Matt Grimm. And you and Ray are there too, right Ray? We sure are, and we've got great guests like Lex Luger, AJ Styles, Taku, and more. It's a heck of a party. Plus, I didn't get thrown off uh, buildings. And then uh, uh, I didn't get pregnant either. Sometimes I think it gets so ridiculous. We were getting into, like, snuff film territory there. In the room. 9 p.m. Eastern on VOC Nation. Wrestling with History, the voice of choice, and Killer Ken Resnick. When I die, they're going to open me up and find about 2,000 undigested Northwest Airline cheese omelets. Mr. Chris Cruz, what's going on? Jesus, how did I get roped into this? General Adnan went to school with Saddam Hussein. He cried, I cried, he cried, and who could have cried? Adnan lost a lot of family in the Iraqi war. Everybody.
everybody loves Granny. Wow. Yeah, see, a lot of people don't know that. Yes, Taylor, you guys are busting me up. Catch Wrestling with History with Ken Resnick and I live on VOCNation.com or listen to the podcast by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. Each and every Thursday night, check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro. Talking old school match of the week. Talking dream matches. Taking your calls and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out. VOCNation.com. WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation Radio Network. Yo, this is Jerry Stags of the Nasty Boys. Yeah, Brian Knobs here. You get ready to get nasty? Well, listen to the VOC Nation, baby, because it's about to get nasty all around and up in this mother. Get ready. Nasty Sensation is coming at you. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network.